The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Hotels.com here. Tired of living like a sardine? We know a hotel where you can enjoy the open ocean. Book hotels with ocean views in the Hotels.com app. Find your perfect somewhere. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, a Sunday edition with Justin LaVar. I'm Jonathan Hood. And Justin, we got a chance to break down the kickoff to WrestleMania. And what a kickoff to Mania it is. We got drama, 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 but it is all going to draw money. Also, we talked about AW Dynamite and Collision. Hangman Page has a heel. And we got big business happening in Boston. We think it better be for the investment of what they're going to be making. And Hangman is a heel. I don't know just yet. Enjoy the Sunday edition. I'll bust it open with me, Jonathan Hood, and Justin Labar. Let's start here, Justin, and talk about uh, The Rock showing off that family tree. Now, listen to this. When, when they unveiled that tree and just saw so many people, some I recognized, some names I did not recognize, just the idea that you could be able to look at your entire family on one big screen and there's wrestlers from the past and wrestlers in the present, wrestlers in other organizations, but still connected to the Samoan family and into uh, Rock's family and Roman's family. It's just, uh, I find that just amazing, the the uh, lineage on how deep the uh, roots run when it comes to Samoan heritage. That visual was incredible. It really was a uh, great touch by them and great credit to whomever pitched that because you're right. I mean, we, even if, you know, well, especially if you are, um, a younger fan or, 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 or you, or you, you only watch certain eras or, you know, whatever you checked in, checked out even for, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I won't speak for you. You can chime in here, Jay, but I, even for you and I, who, who have been watching wrestling, you know, me for 30 years, you, I know longer. I, of course I saw Yokozuna. Of course I saw the, the, the head shrinker to the Samoans or I, you see, like we, I've seen all them, but, but because it's been so long, you don't actually ever sit down and go one, two, three, four, five, and actually sit there and count and re- realize how many of them there are, and not just how many of Samoan wrestlers are, but how many of them, when you think about it, made it to the level that they did. Now, there, there's a couple on that tree that, that are wrestlers who have not, who either didn't, you know, like, um, you know, he wrestled in WWE with, 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 uh, I think with Cody and with Ted Jr., Manu. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Alpha Junior, I believe, is, is yes. who that is. Um, there's a couple who didn't, who made it, who got a, a chance, but didn't, you know, never saw all the way through. But even still, even just to make it to the point of getting a chance, like when you look at that tree, that family tree was just an an amazing visual of the dominance. That you know, speak great about the Hart family, of course. You speak great about you know the Rhodes family. Speak great about some of the families that have, that have that have transcended generations, but. Go ahead and make an argument against that family true visual that the Samoan dynasty, the Anawahi family, is not on top. There's no doubt. I mean, 
Nothing against the Rhodes family. Dusty Rhodes entertained us for a long time. Dustin, Cody, that's fine. The, the Ganyas, you think about them again, just Greg and, and Vern. Um, there's you know, the Fuller family. The Fuller family's got a lot. Uh, Robert and Ron Fuller, his family, and the Welches uh, from Alabama and Tennessee, that area. I mean, they have um, they have some roots, but nothing like... <laughs> Nothing like what I saw on that screen. I mean, that's vast. It's full. There's it, either you wrestled or you were a promoter, just like the mm-hmm. Rock Smart. I mean, it, it's amazing, um, uh, just the, how big that family tree is. As we go back to Thursday, Rock showing off that Bloodline family tree. When you look at this incredible family tree, and I want you to take a look at the very top of the tree. At the top of that tree, The Rock's grandfather and Roman's grandfather made a blood oath in that our family in Samoan said, Ainga, Ainga forever. If you can't see the fact that this is proof that there is only one dominant and powerful royal family in professional wrestling, If you can't see that, and if you think that the Rock and Roman Reigns isn't the biggest main event in the history of WrestleMania, then, then, save your booze, save your booze. Then, if that's what you think, then in simple Rock speak, it doesn't matter what you think. That's that's actually fantastic when you think about it, right? Because what he's selling there is pretty special. He's saying that the biggest main event at WrestleMania would be the Rock against Roman Reigns because of the bloodline, because of the lineage. Not to say at the, at the beginning that they were going to be together and align. They're just talking about, hey, this is bigger than Jimmy and Jay when they took on another. Now, keep in mind, was that a, a blood feud? Well, I guess because they had the same blood, yes. But you notice that there was like a, an agreement. Those two taking on one another, Jimmy against Jay. Or it was the same thing with Jay against Roman. We recall that as well, right? It didn't seem like it was a blood feud. It was like, this is family and we're going to fight when they had that matchup at SummerSlam, right? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think it was at SummerSlam that they wrestled yeah, last year. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, this, this entire presentation, it was... It was um... You know, again, and, and we think about you know how they pivoted, how what, how they're framing it, and how it probably at one point was. Here's this amazing family tree. We are going to fight for supremacy of it. We being Rock and Roman. To now they flipped the context to, look at this family tree. We are greater than any of you. Nobody else should even be considered to be part of a main event. You know, and 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 just getting people to boo both of them. Um, you know, it, it, it was a it was a great flip of the switch. I'll tell you what. It um, is a little thing, but it uh, now more than ever, if you're WWE, you wish you had Dustin Rhodes available. Yeah. Not to insert in the main event of the match or what have you, but just to have to have him there to, to you know, to, whether he's going to get beat down, whether he's going to get a smack talk promo, just so you have some bodies, just so you have Cody, so, he, so it's just not him standing there physically, so you have some other Rhodes family members. You know, of course, there's, you know, Cody's wife who's worked in the business, you know, but, you know, she's there by marriage and, 
you know, but I mean, it, it, I, this is, I was thinking myself like, Oh, like you know, this is, this is when Cody could truly use Dustin back over here yes. to help sell this a little bit more. Because it seems like Cody's by himself because Cody is by himself. Um, you know, back in the day, that would have been a talent switch. Yep. Just like, you know what? I'll give you Dustin, but you got to give me someone else too to put in the middle of the card for my, for, for AEW. And it's too bad that the two organizations don't get along and this is what you're getting, but it, you're right. Dustin Rhodes was on my mind too, because as, as you talk about family, Dusty's not around. And it's just Cody by himself, and you got all this. You got a Solo Sokoa, you got a Roman Reigns, you got all these people, the Usos, they're around, right? Think about the, the names on that list as we go to the next one. So it's like Solo Sokoa, Roman Reigns, Nia Jax, Tamina, Tamina Snuka, the, um, the Usos, Jimmy Snuka, of course, The Rock, Umaga, Rikishi, Tonga Kid, often Sika the Samoans. Uh, Rocky Johnson, Yokozuna, High Chief P- Peter Maivia, the list goes on and on. It was just an amazing look at that whole list. Um, so Cody challenges Roman for WrestleMania. Listen. Roman, you're out here calling the shots, dictating WrestleMania 40. And as the tribal chief, as the undisputed champion, you have a lot of stroke. But it is not your right. It is not your distinction to determine the main event. It is mine. I won the Royal Rumble. And Rock, we had a wonderful conversation I had many conversations. I have made my decision. At WrestleMania 40, in the main event, I choose you, Roman Reigns. You notice Cody Rose doesn't get the what chance. Everyone was hanging on every word. You notice that everyone else got what chance, but not Cody. <laughs> no, that's a that's a great that's a great observation. You're right. Um, even even I. I mean, I was. I, I'll I'll tell you uh, what it was like here uh, at the Lamar household. I was standing in the man cave, and I'm turning the volume up. Uh, just in that exact that soundbite we just heard as Cody's building to it. I'm turning the volume up. I'm like, all right, here it is. Here's finally what it is. And one of my kids actually came down the steps to ask me something. I said, hang on. Shush. I got to hear this. <laughs> Dad's working. Shush, please. Milk's on the bottom shelf. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, and and, and, and again, it, we've talked about it in recent weeks, and, and this that was a that, 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 that clip right there and what you said, just it hammered through of why you need to see this through right now with Cody. We've said all-American, white meat, babyface. He's got the crowd largely behind him. You, that that does not come around every day. And, and oh, by the way, when the when the bell rings, he can do what you need him to do. So it's like you cannot squander this. And they would have been potentially squandering this had they done. Lord knows what else they might have done. Him in a bull rope match at Mania. Him hosting Mania. <laughs> him on commentary at Mania. Whatever. But thank goodness they're seeing this through and, and, and keeping him involved in the main event. Man, Justin, you're so right about the white meat baby face in 2024. 1984, absolutely. 
all good. You you want that because you want to root for that guy. I mean, they're throwing babies in the air. They're they're you know just they're cheering so much the roof is coming off of all these buildings when you have white beat baby faces. Nineties, little cynical, maybe not not as much. But the the point is though is that in twenty twenty four for Cody Rhodes to be that beloved, to that for him to be that universally beloved is amazing. Now we we mentioned. Uh, last week, when we were talking to some of the, our, our listeners from the nation, some are not into Cody. Some think that okay, this is it's too much overkill with Cody. But I will tell you, from arena to arena, from television taping to television taping, we're seeing people just blow the roof off for Cody Rhodes. You're right; it's so difficult to be able to be that character, to be that person in 2024, that genuine, where it's like it comes through the TV. The guy. Want you to love him, and he loves you back. He gets emotional when you bring up his dad, or just when he gets adulation, whether the camera's rolling or not. I mean, it's hard to be that and be wildly accepted in 2024. This is almost Hogan-esque in that regard. It, it is. <clears throat> yeah, to be a character who is a kid favorite, who kids want to dress up as and look up as as a role model, you know, uh, to, 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 to be able to have the appeal to them to have the appeal to the kids moms oh this is a this is a good guy out there yeah i like him this this is a guy that i want my son looking up to this is a guy that i would marry to have the to have the females and then to have the grown men go this is a dude his father was the dude he's coming in he can kick ass he looks pretty cool. He looks he looks sharp, but he means business. Like like to have all of those demos in in, 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 in equal step of support. That's just just by the by the by the nature of of, of entertainment in 2024, the entertainment genre. That's that doesn't make sense. In '84, it does. In 2024, that does not. No, that does, does not make sense. And for, and for the few pe- and for the few uh, adult males who are not. Cody fans, they get drowned out by the whoa when he. I mean, they 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 can't if they have if they are booing, nobody can hear it, right? Because the pop is that loud. Otherwise, see, that's just it is amazing that we're getting this in 2024. It's not hustle loyalty and respect. He's not ripping off a t-shirt. He's not doing any of those things. Like he, he's not hulking up. He's just Cody Rhodes, the same Cody Rhodes we saw in AEW. The same Cody Rhodes that we, that we saw in the Indies, and he just continues to just skyrocket as, as for popularity uh, in the WWE and all of pro wrestling. So Roman responds to Cody after Cody says, "You know what? I challenge you." And then Roman says, "You must be stupid or something, huh? This is a done deal. You're old news. Go over there with the number twos. The number two table will have you now. Loser bracket." Right there in the dummy in green. Just go, leave. you're embarrassing yourself now. Last year was your year. That was your moment. You were only a chapter in my book. Nobody cares about your story. Nobody cares about you finishing the story. You're embarrassing your entire family now. You, just understand this, you're irrelevant, just like your dad. Fair. Why'd he do that? Why did he do that? It was actually Cody was ready to pick up the mantle, ready to talk, and then he just throws in his dad, his 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 dead father being irrelevant. Why did he do that? 
I mean, that, that's that's the old Memphis cheap heat right there, man. He brought it. He just had to just throw Dusty's dead carcass into the conversation. That's not right. Don't you talk about my daddy? Um, yes, I, I'm just picturing a rush hour, you know, Chris Tucker's character and Jackie Chan. Don't you talk about my dad? Don't you talk about my daddy? <laughs> Fighting over whose dad was better. Um, there's a there's a '90s pool for you, movie fans. Um, that well, that sound we just heard there, that was great for Roman. That was great for Rock. That was great for Cody. Ain't so great for Seth. All of a sudden, you start referring to go over there to the number two table. Loser bracket, secondary title. It's great for Cody because Cody's going to get to fight up, and he's going to get to maybe conquer this mountain and prove that he's not the, not a number two. But, but poor old Seth and whoever Seth faces, Roman Reigns and The Rock just told the audience, that's the loser bracket. That's the NIT over there. Oh, 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 oh damn. You're not okay. in the tournament over there. Okay. Well, all right, Justin. That, that, now, the question is, is that good for business? Like you have two championships, and well, again, people exalt the the Universal Championship. Like that's the uh, championship of Hogan and Bruno and all that. I I told you that I respect Seth Rollins so much that anytime he's out there, I consider him the heavyweight champion. I and I've told you that many times. But boy, the way that they minimize Seth Rollins, as I told you, watch, go back and watch the press conference. All you saw in the picture was Cody, The Rock. And Roman, and you didn't even see Seth. Seth was way over here, out of the picture. It's just like, well, wait a minute now. I mean, he's on the stage too. You could hear him speaking. <laughs> you could hear him speaking, but you didn't see him. That's the problem. Just like, well, wait, that's a heavyweight champion too. What about his story? Well, the yeah, the the, the issue here, the, the, and then here's where we can start to critique how they did things. At this event, which again, as, as, as if, if, if for those just tuning in now or what have you, if you missed the opening segment, this kickoff event, like I said, was a chess move. It was the bare bones of what uh, of what makes pro wrestling great. Mm-hmm. But if we want to get into critiques here, <clears throat> Seth has to be out there because he he is a world champion, and, and Cody's making a choice, so he has to be out there. They should have they should have then once Cody made his choice, Seth should have just exited stage right <laughs> because you're right. Otherwise, visually, he is just the third wheel. Just, just as you said, bebopping out there in his wife's shoes or Minnie Mouse's shoes or whatever. Like it is, they, they should have just got him out of the visual because they didn't do any favors having him stand off to the side. No, they did not. So when you go from there, so after Roman, you know, he responds to Cody. Cody admonishes the Rock and Roman. Let's go back to Cody going after Roman and the Rock. Here you are talking about family. Is that what the bloodline is? Let me ask you a question. How's Jay? It's not a family. You're a meal ticket. And they are nothing but lackeys. But yes, men. They're goons. And what is this match all about right here? Who sits at the head of the table? What does it matter when neither of you have been doing any of the cooking for two years? Earlier, we had that family tree up there. And you've invoked my father before, so let me go ahead and do the same. If your grandfather was here, if the high chief, his grandfather, was here, they'd be ashamed of you. Think about that. 
That's digging deep right there. Ashamed because the um, Universal Champion is a very, very, very part-time champion in The Rock. Well, you know, in and out. He hasn't wrestled in 12 years trying to get himself back into the mix. Ashamed, he said. That's pretty deep. Shamed. Neither of you are doing any cooking. That's the spicy line. All right, so here's my prediction for The Rock at Mania. Okay. Here's my prediction. Based on what we know in this very moment, the disrespect The Rock feels from Cody, based on what we just heard there, and the disrespect that Cody feels from The Rock that we just heard right there. And then based on Seth Rollins is going to get a challenger for his title via the Elimination Chamber. We now know that, courtesy of SmackDown. It tells me that Cody Rhodes is going to be the first man in this era of two nights of mania to main event both nights. Night one against The Rock for the matter of respect, and then night two against Roman Reigns for the matter of that universal world title and finishing the story. Prior to SmackDown, when we, when we left that event, prior to SmackDown, I was like, are we looking at a tag match? Are we really going to thrust Seth into this? Are we going to have a tag match here? Because uh, you know, Seth kind of was standing up for Cody toward at one point and this and that. But now that we know Seth's going to have a world title match and we know Cody's going to fight Roman, it makes no sense to have a triple threat. Rock is clearly aligned with 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 his bloodline, with, with Roman for now. So that doesn't make any sense. But Rock and Cody have an issue, a real issue, as we just heard there. So that's the only thing I can figure is that Rock's going to have a match. It's got to be one-on-one against Cody. That last little bit from the press conference at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas is The Rock uh, taking a, a swing at Cody Rhodes. Big slap. Let's go back in time and listen to that from last Thursday. Let me make something perfectly clear to you. When you talk about his family, you're talking about my family. When you're talking about his ancestors, you're talking about my ancestors. And when you're talking about his blood, you're talking about my blood. So now we have a problem. Oh, the big slap there from The Rock. He did not like Cody Rhodes going after the family because you're talking to uh, Roman, you're talking to me when you talk about the bloodline and the family. How incredible is that? Like I said, this event, no collar and elbow tie-ups, nothing. This event, all verbal jousting, which allowed and highlighted that slap to be so much bigger than it otherwise would. I mean, real quick, The Rock. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is known in Hollywood for his action movies. He's done some comedy. Let's get the man nominated for some drama awards after that performance. I mean, he walks out there dressed in all black, like the bad guy cowboy. Mm -hmm. He and Roman completely demean and look down at Cody and Seth, you know, referring to them as as number twos. Did everything to pour gasoline on that raging fire that is, we want Cody. The emotion and intensity that 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 the emotion and intensity that moment was there with the slap, and then later the exchange they have with Triple H as they're leaving the building. I mean, you know, and, and, and knowing, you know, I mean, knowing Triple H is the head of creative, but knowing the rocks on the board, mm-hmm. and there's this. I mean, 
I don't Jay Hood. I don't know. That that might have been that 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 entire sequence of that kickoff event might have been some of the most compelling television that WWE has done easily in the last twenty years. Yes, because the storyline was murky. Just when you thought they were going one way, they go another. And just for the Rock, from their standpoint, sure, you come into San Diego on day one. On that Monday Night Raw, everyone was excited to see The Rock. And everyone thought that The Rock and Roman was going to be a matchup everyone wanted to see. But then you had to think about Cody Rhodes. You had to think about his story and whether or not his story would be complete. And I just think that there was a switch from from the audience based on the way WWE's booked Ro- uh, Cody Rhodes to say, we love, the, we love The Rock, but we love Cody more. And I'm sure that The Rock probably feels that same way, too. He goes, I know I'm beloved because of all the things I've done in the WWE in, my, in the history of this company, but there's, there's this big swell of support for Cody Rhodes. Now, here's what's interesting. All this, these matches with Nakamura, I thought that, that Cody was taking a little bit of a step back because it's like, well, you're, we're seeing the same match and we're seeing these, these wars he's having with Nakamura. It's fine. But I was wondering, it's like, is he cooling off? I, was, I didn't have him as L.A. Knight being cooled off. Not, not like that. But I kind of thought, okay, so if we're getting closer to WrestleMania, shouldn't Cody be closer to the pitcher for the heavyweight championship? And now here we are, right? But, uh, but you have to think about it. December into January, it wasn't as clear to me as it is now, obviously, that Cody would be in the mix for an opportunity to finish his story again. No, I, I, that's fair. I would agree with that. You're right. The uh, The series of Nakamura felt like, you look back now, and it was kind of filler. It was time filler just until mm-hmm. we could get to the Rumble. But you're right. If you're just kind of looking at it as ranking system, right? If you're if we're going to rank them like AEW does, you're watching them just beat Nakamura over and over and where Nakamura is ranked. It's like, well, what are we doing here? What is Cody? What, 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 what title is Cody going to be going for? Is he, is he going to be challenging Gunther? Right. I was wondering, like, you want, not that there's anything wrong with Gunther in no, that no, title no. reign, but. Oh, you know. we just, we didn't know. And, and so the other part of it for me is about Seth Rollins, my heavyweight champion. I was oh, wondering boy. about Seth Rollins, Justin Labar, because I was thinking, okay, so there he is in that green suit over to the side, off to the pitch, off the pitcher. Everyone's focused on the other three guys, but what about Seth Rollins? And so I, all I know is that a guy that does not have money in the bank, like uh, Damian Priest, a guy that seems like he's always in the video, always trolling, he's got a T-shirt. Drew McIntyre somehow, some way, has got to be in the circle in some way, shape, or form. And I'm thinking, is Drew McIntyre going to uh, vie for the heavyweight championship against Seth Rollins? I mean, is that is Damian Priest part of this as well? Because if if you the way you just laid it out, you have Cody Rhodes wrestling twice at WrestleMania, and if Cody's going to wrestle twice at WrestleMania, that has to be in the main event slots. It's not going to be mm-hmm. the opener for night one, the main event uh, in night two. If Cody Rhodes is out there, he's the money guy. People want to see him at the end. If that's going to be the case, and he wrestles twice. Then where does Seth Rollins fit into all this? And like, where, who is his opponent? It ain't The Rock. Shouldn't that be Drew McIntyre? Shouldn't that be pretty somebody, right? It, well, well, it has to be Drew McIntyre because every other realistic option that I can see for Seth creates too much of a face versus face situation, and I don't think they want that with that particular main event. You know, you you look, you know, if you Randy Orton. You got a face first face situation with Seth. You know, uh, L.A. Knight. If 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 you, if you moved him into things, face first face, it makes no sense to have Priest as it because Priest has a briefcase. Why would he? Why would he? You know, 
I need to fight a fair fight here. Um, the the way Drew has taken off here recently, I mean, Drew feels like it, and I could see this that match being the the match that kicks off one of the nights, night one or night two, which we've seen them do in the in the era of Mania of having two world titles to fit on the card. But Jay, let me ask you this. I, I kind of feel like it was a foregone conclusion. Again, when they woke up Saturday morning, the day of the Rumble, that Seth's going to get them to Mania, and then he's going to have some well-deserved time off, both because he, des- he deserves it and both because his knee probably needs it. You know, I think he, he was going to get to Mania, and he was going to lose to Punk and take some yes. time off. So if, if the plan is still that, hey, we're going to give you time off, buddy, after Mania, then you're looking at, okay, who, who are we ready to let him drop the title to? And I think Drew has shown that, he wants it. The, the, this this recent Drew McIntyre has shown he wants it. Now, for how long he would have it, who knows? Because you still have Priest lurking around. But to me, Drew McIntyre makes the most sense with the way the crowd has gravitated to booing this man and all of his heel act uh, that he's been doing. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple and or wherever you get your podcast. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, there's a way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, draw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overages. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Now that we are in 2024, I am saving major bucks using Mint Mobile. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland, I think that in some ways we saw a double turn depending on what you thought of Hangman Page before. Again, maybe logic, we throw it out the, out the window. If there is someone that comes to your home and your kids are there and you're not there and Hangman Page breaks into your home, goes through your refrigerator, him and Nana, going through your home, and then there's Hangman Page just talking to your kids about what they're going to do, what he's going to do to your dad and your baby face, that's something. And then Hangman Page, as I told you, that guy's Magnum TA with the strong mustache and the leather jacket. I mean, you could see, if you didn't think he turned, he definitely turned by the end of that matchup in which he would not give Swerve Strickland five more minutes. And Hangman Page is like, no, this is my title match until Tony Khan said, no, 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 it's a three-way at Revolution. I just think that whole thing is interesting as far as storytelling for AEW. Well, you say interesting, I say confusing. But yes, it is is a little backwards based upon the history, but... Uh, Swerve, I can, I mean, but I get it. I mean, Swerve just naturally has gotten so over with the fans, with his talent, with his swagger, with the dance. So, you know, the fans are always right. So I can understand leaning into that. Um, you know, Hangman, he's he's one who, I just think they missed they they missed a they missed a babyface ticker tape parade chance with him. He just never fully, 
And Hangman just never, I don't know, the baby face in him just never went to the fullest extent that I thought it could in AEW. And I don't know, you know, what, what factors played into that, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, you know, Swerve, Swerve is the number to me. I look at AEW Swerve is your, I mean, he, he's become your, one of your most top, most interesting faces. People show up, they, they, but they, they show up to the building, pay a ticket. They want to see Swerve and they want to cheer Swerve. So yeah, the history is a little weird that we had home invasion not too long ago with him, but uh, the the, the people the people are speaking and 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 they're saying it's his house it's Swerve's house. Okay, so so the whole thing with Samoa Joe is so interesting that there's a correlation between what's happening with the vortex of Cody the Rock and Roman, like in AEW with Samoa Joe Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. Why they're two number one contenders? I don't know why they they decide to go with that. I just think that that dynamic of Page and Strickland are interesting when they're in the ring together. And now it's going to be a three way dance at Revolution. So, but. Uh, I don't want Samoa Joe to lose that championship, Justin. He should not be a transitional champion. We haven't even seen the most of Samoa Joe in the ring as a champion. Like, I, I expect a little bit longer run than this. I My hope is, as much as I think that it's going to be hard to tell the fans, not now, not now on Swerve, just like it's hard to tell the fans, not now, not now on Cody. I'm just saying that Samoa Joe did not come across to me as a transitional champion. If he loses it, that's exactly what it is. Tell me that major, ma- give me that major match that Samoa Joe's been in since um, the end of December. No, that you're was- right. He, no, you're right. He, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, and I don't think he's going to lose his title. I think, I, I think it's part of why they maybe went this triple threat route is Joe's not losing yet. You, you, you have way more you can get out of Samoa Joe holding your world title, but you don't. They don't want to pin Swerve. And so I think I think I think it's going to make Page the fall guy. And Page is hot as grease is he's as hot as fish grease too, isn't he? At this point in time, as a heel, isn't he? Is he? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you can see the development. Yeah. Can you see the development as a heel? I mean, if it he's been a heel before Phoenix, before Wednesday, you could tell that he has gone through a transition here. You don't see that. I, I don't, it's not a baby I, face. So what, what I know, you, and and I'm having a hard. That, I think that's where I'm hung, I'm hung up here. I have a, I'm having a hard time accepting heel hangman. I, I just I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I've I've I, I, I can't get past what I said a minute ago. I'm like, uh, I feel like we had so much more. There was so much more money and potential in him as a baby face. So this whole, this this heel hangman is. I'm having a hard time accepting it. I, I'm having a hard time accepting it. But I but I feel like. I feel like he's going to end up being the fall guy. He's going to be the one that's going to take the pin at Revolution. Okay, so from a story standpoint, all right, you can understand why Hangman would be pissed because he was away for a while where he wasn't even on the scene. And mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland's like, look, you've gotten fat and you you know, you don't have the motivation <laughs> anymore. You recall this, right? This whole yeah, story yeah, of yeah. Hangman Page being a bum. Like like you you know, you're drinking again. Oh, there's Page drinking again. That there you are and you're I mean, you're not serious about the business anymore. And so you can understand the buildup of, oh, you don't think I'm good. You know, I was a former champion and all this kind of stuff. And I think they tried to just have a, kind of like this um, shades of gray baby face. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't yeah, work, didn't man. Work. Yeah, like you, it, didn't. it was a mixed reaction. So with going with him heel full bore, because he doesn't have Kenny Omega. He's not really with the Young Bucks. And so... You are correct that they have moved him, moved him around like checker pieces. But I think that he can find a lane here as a as a heel that's frustrated. Like, 
you guys are passing me up. You don't think I'm serious enough. And now he's serious. Well, I'll say this. The, I mean, it wasn't, it was a good heel move to do the whole denial of five more minutes. Um, between now and what is it? March 3rd is the, is the pay-per-view. I need hangman on almost every week. I need him getting some wins. I need, I need wins. I need wins. I, I need, I need some, I need some heel behavior in those wins. Cause you're right. I don't, he doesn't have elite guys to associate with anymore. At one point he was the, the weird, uh, jock who was hanging out with the dark order. Yeah. Like, all right, I, we need to get all, we need to get past all that. Then if, if you're telling me hangman is, is, is a heel that I need to be paying attention to, that's going into a world title match against Samojo and swerve. I need, I need some, I need, I need focus on them. And I know there's a lot of moving parts in AEW and sometimes we, we, we don't always get consistency on stories or, or characters pushed every week at the same level and attention. I need hangman in a match every single week between now and revolution to, 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 to hammer home this, 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 if, if we pivoted, if we pivoted and we're doing heel hangman, that's then I need it driven home to me. Also a couple other things quickly. Uh, Tony Khan announces the name of the dynamite show from Boston, March 13th. Um, Big Business, that's the name of the show for Dynamite, Big Business, Boston, March 13th. Better, better do uh, it. I think, we, I think we know what's happening there with that, don't we? But, uh, if you look in the background, Boston, spelled B-O-S-S-T-O-N. Boss. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if, 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 they, if they sign Mercedes Monet, that's that's great. She has a following. Um, this women's division in AEW might be positioned in, in one of the best situations it has ever been. And I, and I say that before we even see her. So she'd be coming into a division that's got some strong uh, dance partners to work with. Um, it's just, let's, let's just hope it's another, I just hope it does big business. It needs to, this needs to, we've seen a lot of debuts. We've seen a lot of big signings and it's big for that night. It's big for that week. It's gotta be followed up and sustained. Just like sting in Greensboro. Who's, who's drawing the house. Thanks for the house. Thanks for the house. Uh, same thing here with uh, Mercedes. She's drawing the house in Boston because this was not a thing uh, as of a week ago. A- AEW was not traveling to Boston. At least it was not on their until it was on their Facebook page, the uh, TD Garden Facebook page that AEW is coming. So this is the house that she's drawing. Now I'm wondering how many people will be there to welcome Mercedes back because it's her house. It, I could easily say, oh, it's AEW is coming. No, this is actually for her, her coronation. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in finding out how many people are going to be there for that. Correct. It, it, they're, they're treating it like the worst kept secret. They're treating it like how they did punk into Chicago. Punk was, but punk is very synonymous with Chicago. Mercedes Monet, I don't think to the average fan is as connected and linked to the city of Boston. Um, sure. But again, people go on the internet, you'll, you'll start to, you'll, you'll start to pick up on the Easter eggs, the boss and all the things, and you'll connect the dots. And so you're right. People will find out that she's coming here. Worst kept secret. Let's see how well that draws. Let's see what that does. I hope it is big business for them because you know, to, to, as we, you and I were talking about, you know, to go in and just grab a, a a barn like the TD Garden in Boston, that ain't cheap. So I hope that they can, uh, you know, pack it appropriately, and 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 it's the start of a, a good run, a run that a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time. But I mean, her her having her being an AEW has been like talked about for I feel like you know two years. So hopefully this is the run that everybody wants. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever 
you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.